Hi, I'm Matt Pacilli with the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to our Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. This week, we're talking with PGA professional Troy Thorne. Troy is a Virginia native, graduate of Old Dominion University, where he was a member of the golf team, and now head golf professional at Hobbs Hole Golf Course in Tappahannock, not far from where he grew up. And when Troy came out of high school, he was a recipient of a scholarship from the VSGA VIP Scholarship Foundation and is now giving back to the foundation through Hobbs Hole participating in the VSGA VIP golf card. I was actually at Hobbs Hole to produce a video on the course and their involvement with the VIP card and youth on course. So keep an eye out for that coming on our social channels in the next few days. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Troy Thorne. Troy Thorne, thank you for joining us on the VSJ's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. I'm here with you. We're in the Hobbs Hole Pro Shop, which is our first like on-site interview, which I'm excited about. But who are you and what do you do? So my name is Troy Thorne. I'm the head PGA professional here at Hobbs Hole Golf Course in Tappahannock. And how did you get here? Well, I grew up here just over on the northern neck in Warsaw, and I went away to college and played golf at Old Dominion University and then moved back home. And when the job became available, I was lucky enough to get it back in 1999. So this course, Hobbs Hole, opened. We I'm up here to do a VSGA VIP golf course, youth on course video, and got out and saw the course. But I know from doing some research... Hobbs Hole opened in 1996. You graduated college in, would you say, 1998, 99? 99. 99. Okay. I graduated high school in 98. So we're not that we're not that far off. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said that. That ages us, ages us both now. Yes, it does. But when you were growing up, this wasn't here. Right. We what, had, w- w- what's that like? We had very limited courses during my childhood around here. We had four local nine hole courses so i grew up playing on nine hole courses and then mr cook came up with this idea and so once he opened this that opened up some more local courses uh, within 45 minute drive when you're i mean you're in college at odu at the time that this is being built and you're coming back home for holidays or talking to your parents on the phone and they're saying, yeah, this is going to, they think this is going to happen. Like what, what, what's your sort of feeling about that? And, and, you know, you're playing division one golf. You're now a PGA professional. How does this all fit into your life goals for yourself? I, this is just incredible to me. Yeah. So believe it or not, I actually worked in maintenance here. One of the years I was in college so I got to meet the owner and I got to do a lot of work on the outside and so it was kind of a dream to be able to come back and actually work on the inside and run the place and the family the Cook family is is a great family and we've had a great relationship and so yeah it's been it's been like a full circle moment to come back and actually run this and watch it grow into the course that it's become and um, it's it's great to have a good course like this right here in our local community where in your journey well let's talk about golf growing up did you how did you get into the game did you know you wanted to play competitive collegiate golf when did you know that etc yeah so my parents both played and so I kind of grew up in a golf family 
And so my dad and mom both kind of taught me to play when I was eight years old. So I just grew right into it and just became part of my life all the way up. And I started off by playing VSGA junior tournaments in the, in the state match play and stroke play back when I was 12, 13 years old mm -hmm. and had a little bit of luck there. And so I just decided that golf was my sport. So I dropped all the other sports and started focusing in on golf and was lucky enough to go to ODU and play for Murray Rudisil, who's actually still there. And so it, it all worked out. The moon and the stars lined up. And was ODU sort of the pennant that you had on your wall when you were a sophomore as like, I want to go to ODU, that type of thing? Not really. I, I sort of backed into college golf. I mean, I didn't know if I'd really be good enough to play in a Division One environment, but um, he gave me a chance, and, and it worked out. I played there all four years and had a great time. Uh huh. And where in your journey then did you get into the PGA program and decide that you wanted to – to teach and to sort of really be in this side of the business of golf? Well, I, I worked here for several years before I decided to do the PGA route because my theory growing up was PGA pros never get to play. And I love to play, especially competitive golf, but I decided I would be able to do a little bit of both. So I got my PGA card in 2014. Okay. Um, you've been one of the top players or a sort of top player in the MAPGA section. So you've still been able to p maintain a decent sort of playing career. How's that been? It's been great. I mean, it just gives us some motivation, some reason to practice. And of course, the reason we're in these positions that we're in as PGA pros is because we love golf. And so I feel like some guys don't get to play enough so I try to take advantage of it every chance I get and I coach the Essex golf team so that gives me a little reason to practice to try to compete with those guys as well let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and I want to talk just a little bit more about you having received the VSGA VIP scholarship we're back with Troy Thorne in the Hop Hole Pro Shop when you we talked a little bit about your high school career or your your college career and one of the things that's always exciting to us is when we get to interact and engage with someone who was a VSGA VIP scholarship recipient. The program's been, since its inception in the mid-80s, has awarded over $2.5 million to kids who have come out of high school, had an interest in golf, and gone on to college. What did that mean for you and your family at the time that, that you were coming out of high school? Yeah, so growing up, I mean, you didn't know if you'd go to college, really, around here. It's, it's kind of hit or miss. But then when you get the opportunity to go, of course, it's very expensive. And so every little bit helped. And, I mean, that meant a lot to my family to be able to get this scholarship on top of a little bit that ODU was giving me. And um, it's, it, was, it meant a lot at the time. It really helped me to get down there and, and not feel the pressure of monetary issues that some college kids face and you've sort of continued that engagement with the vsga being a vsga vip golf card course that allows the players with the vsga vip golf card to come and play and receive a discount on those rounds but you're also now a participating youth on course club and we you know youth on courses slowly i shouldn't say slowly but has been making its way across the country it's now here in virginia to know of that opportunity to engage juniors in the community and get them to experience the love of the game what 
how do you feel about that? I think youth on course is a great, great thing. We we didn't hesitate for one minute to bring it on board here. And in fact, I've been guiding Quentin Oaks, which is one of our neighboring courses on getting on board. I think they're on there now. And I think any chance you can give a kid a chance to play golf at a, at a low cost so that any family can afford it, I think that's huge. Tell me about, let's talk a little bit about Hobbs Hole in this course, sort of the course layout. You told me before I went out that, and this was really fascinating, is that as they designed the course or as they laid down the seed for the course, in the fairways they sprinkled Bermuda, but there was also some zoysia mixed in. And you get to see some of that nice zoysia right now in in early April. But tell me some other features and and, um, things about the course. So the designer was Jeffrey Timmons, and... I actually talked to him last fall, and he came by, and we had a good conversation. And basically, he said, I wanted to design a course that you could play in three and a half hours. I wanted several tee boxes so that all levels could enjoy themselves. If you want to challenge yourself, back up to the back tee. We have a front tee. So juniors, seniors, plus two handicappers can all get out there and have a good time and it's pretty open, so they can play fast. There's not a lot of ball hunting going on, and um, the greens are huge. You probably saw that, mm-hmm. and it's a very fair course. Yeah, I hit a couple of greens that I had no business hitting today, so I was happy. I was I took that and was happy about that. Exactly. Um, it really is a fun layout, and it's open enough that you can see a couple of other holes, not feel like you're distant from another group or on top of another group. It really is a nice layout that that I enjoyed being able to see, and you can see nice greens in the fairways, and the greens look good right now. You've just aerated them, but they're coming back well and with a little bit of rain you'll be you know right back on track and as good as new what what was 2020 like for you in terms of the pandemic and play it was a wild ride we had record number of rounds more than we could have probably ever dreamed of having um, because i think golf became one of the few things that people felt like they could social distance you could come out and walk or you could ride by yourself i mean there were a lot of options Whereas a lot of things got shut down, golf was able to stay pretty strong and and actually excel during that time. What do those of us that are in the business of golf, what do you think we need to do to sort of keep that level of play and engagement around the game up? Well, I think what happened, especially here, people didn't go on vacations. There was no kind of little league or travel ball so the next thing you know you have a lot of these kids that were doing other sports and activities came to golf I mean I gave so many beginner lessons last year Mm -hmm. of kids that were these great baseball players or softball players that are trying to convert to golf Um, so to keep it up I mean hopefully we got them hooked you know hopefully there there was enough of a push last year to where they felt like I'm going to stick with golf and I've seen that already this year some of the people that you know, may have drifted away this year, seem like they're coming back. That's, you know, the National Golf Foundation put something out not long ago about the number of golfers who've experienced that sort of, I don't want to call it an aha moment, but that point of impact or that shot that they hit that's like, that's the one, that's what's going to keep me coming back. And as long as folks can wait, 
and everybody it's different when you're going to hit that for some people it's going to be the first shot that they're going to hit and they're going to be inspired by i know that i can do better or others that are going to hit it and they're going to say um that was fantastic what did you see and hear from people last year who came to the game that maybe wouldn't have or you had said excelled in other sports but maybe had not tried golf before yeah so it, it seemed like everybody that was sort of new to it last year had maybe played 10 years ago and now they decided to break out the clubs again so i've never done more re-gripping in my life <laughs> of just old dry rider grips but basically it's kind of like you were saying once we got them out here and they experienced a couple of rounds and having a good time because golf is pretty laid back now so you know there's there's radios playing there's drinking going on you know everybody's having a good time and i think they realize that golf isn't as kind of snubby as it used to be it's a more laid back atmosphere and everybody's having a good time and so i think a lot of those people are like wow i could i could get used to this yeah you know uh, that's kind of what i've experienced on my journey sort of across the state in the last year or so of just meeting different pros and different people involved with the game or at the club is these days of your shirt tucked in and a proper collar and shorts that go to this length those are sort of going away and we need to make create an accessible environment where people can see themselves and we learned a lot about that just throughout the course of the summer whether it was with the pandemic or black lives matter movement and those moments of 2020 have been what i think are putting golf in this position where we're saying hey we want we want more people not because it's fun like you right. could enjoy this how does that work for you on the club pro level well i mean we've just tried to adapt to the times i mean basically like you said it's a whole new player that's out there right now and we're just trying to accommodate them and we're we're learning from them as much as they're learning from us and i think with all the stresses in today's world where everybody has everything piling up on them i think they found that that little four-hour window of relaxation is actually a little bit therapeutic so we feel like you know we're we're trying to adapt to them they're trying to adapt to us and we're all just trying to get through it and learn from each other and make it a fun a fun activity that's so much of what 2020 was about and we're just grateful that people have been able to find some relaxation in golf Troy, thank you for taking the time to visit with me here in the Hobbs Hole Pro Shop. It's been great to be up here and experience the course, and great to meet you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth, and big thanks to Troy Thorne. I hope you'll take a second and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and please rate us and leave a review. Also, you'll need an active handicap index to play in VSGA events. So remember to visit your VSGA member club to renew your VSGA membership for 2021 or visit VSGA.org and renew online. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the fairway soon.